AustralianMusiciansRadio.com Australian Musicians Radio advises the following program may contain coarse language, adult themes, unsolicited product placement, quality banter, unscripted bullshit, dad jokes, cringeworthy puns, lewd anecdotes, general fuckery, and lots and lots of local, independent, original music. Hi, I'm Daniel. And I'm GM. And welcome to Bar Talk.
Hi guys, this is Vass, and you're listening to Bar Talk here on Australian Musicians Radio. I should have walked out the door, but I'm crazy so I stay. I try to help and you just cause me so much pain. It's just another broken bone. I guess I do this every time. Rely on someone else to fix the mess I made when I cross the line. I need more space. You don't love me anymore. Let me breathe when I'm caught between a conversation we already had last night. You called. I'm not brave enough to try something new between me and you. So I'm telling you I'm fine. And I've never been the one to judge But you put me in categories Say that you're mad at me for something that I never did And your excuses are useless We've been down this road before I won't sleep at night if you're there I needed more space You don't love me anymore Let me breathe when I'm caught between a conversation We already had last night, you called Brave enough to try Something new between me and you So I'm telling you I'm fine So won't you save me from this heart attack When I'm breaking at the hinges I'm swerving through your lane And I might crash into you Like I do When I needed more space you don't love me anymore Let me breathe when I'm caught between a conversation We already had last night, you called I'm not brave enough to try Something new between me and you So I'm telling you I'm fine Something new between me and you So I'm telling you I'm fine Wow! Whoa! Oh! Yes! Good. Good evening, everyone. Good. Hello. Good. Good morning. Good. Whoa! Good. A bit of. That's it. Big oomph. Big <laughs> what, hello. What time, of, what time of day is it? We don't. Know, we don't even know. Well, it's a podcast. Nobody needs to know what time of day it is. It's good, whatever time of day it is. And, and welcome to Bar Talk with your boy Daniel and. Big old GM over in the studio. We're going full <laughs> lockdown separation right now. It's a, it's it's not big D. It's big D strain. <laughs> yeah, call me. Actually, my new DJ name should be Delta Strain. Yeah, I, I did change. I did change your name in our group chat to uh, to Baby D Strain. <sighs> yeah, I saw that. No, I didn't know what to think. <laughs> well, just think, just think, uh, just think the jab. You know, right? That's all you got to think. Call me baby sized, and I don't know how I feel. You know what I feel? Oh, yeah. You know, I feel like my name needs more space. And I feel like that song called More Space by Jamison was fucking brilliant. And before that, you heard Talk About Us by Isla Moon. Or Isla Noon, sorry. I got got the name wrong. Jeez. First I, minute, I, I, think it, <laughs> I think it's a silent S, mate. I think it's Isla. Isla. Uh, Isla. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's like, it's, well, I do. It's Isla, It's like Isla Fisher, the actor. Like, okay. He's Mr. Mr. I know my, I know my 70s pop culture better than anyone. Actually, I don't even I, know I, when Isla. <laughs> I don't I know, know my what. Gra- that- what? <laughs> I, know- <laughs> I know my grandma. He knows his. Right. He knows his pop culture better than me. 
unfortunately. I remember, I remember my grammar too. Well, how's how's the grammar going at the moment? How you you been? He's been drinking a bit of rum, so I hear. So I'm feeling a little bit jealous. Hey, the listeners don't know what they can't smell or see. <laughs> we've got to we've got to you know get the imaginations you know fired up, so to speak, or warm well, up. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I was able to afford a bottle of LA Ice. Oh, classic, classic Australian Australian soft drink. Yes. I haven't had LA Ice in years. <laughs> I forget what it tastes like. It tastes it tastes like LA Ice. <laughs> it's got its own very distinct flavour. I do remember that, but I just can't remember what it tastes like. You've, you've made me want to go out in my in my government sanctioned supermarket trip just specifically to buy a two litre bottle. Well, that's that's the plan, isn't it? Like you've got to have an excuse to go out. So yeah. Uh, look, obviously, I was going out to get a two-liter bottle of LA ice. <laughs> it's an essential service. It'll cure any ill. It'll probably it'll probably kill COVID for all I know. Uh, well, you know, it'll kill anything if you drink too much of it. <laughs> well, for those of you who are outside of Melbourne, uh, we are unfortunately back in lockdown number five uh, this week, and it's it's fun times uh, because. I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm really disappointed, Gareth, because we I was supposed to be doing an interview with the uh, absolutely brilliant Hachiku uh, last Friday at the Gasso, yeah. and uh, that didn't happen. And then, to well, yesterday as of re- yesterday as of release, we were supposed to be seeing Tadiri at Suki Lounge, and that's yeah, not well, happening either. <laughs> well, as as of release tonight, Thursday night, I'm supposed to be watching <laughs> British India. And hopefully having a chat to those guys. But Not British happening. India, but that also British India with this work as well. Fuck it hell. Uh, and by the way, Suki Lounge is awesome. If you're in the area, go and pick and get some delivery or pick up. Um, are they doing deliveries this week, Gareth? I I do, I do, they they actually canned it for, th- for this week until oh. uh, until tu- until Tuesday night. I don't know yet. Okay, so there so may be have, deliveries as of release. There, there may be. I don't know. You have to go to their website. Yeah. So what is it? SukiLounge.com.au. Yep, I got it right in one. I, I didn't. That was a, I was riffing off the top of my head. You know, it's a good mm. website when you can't easily forget it. Or in my case, if you don't think you know it, it's exactly what you think it is. Well, that's right. That's like, like Australian Musicians Radio. It's just like, well, what are you listening to? Australian Musicians Radio. So you go to australianmusiciansradio.com. There we are. <laughs> boom, boom. Hey? And that's a good segue because it just has everything. AMR related, whether that be the previous interviews we've done at Suki Lounge, whether that be the other AMR podcast, whether it be all the shit that I've got going on Bar Talk, or even the Premax articles. We should have. A, we should, I should be putting up another Premax article this week, Gareth. As a release, it should be out. Um, but nice. Go and check. Go and check Premax too. Plenty of great um, articles done by Suze. A uh, bit there by uh, a guest guest writer, Michael Hilliard from the from the Redline podcast, did one for all day the other other week, and of course, um, Amy's done one or two. So, yeah, uh, and, and Kim, didn't she? Sorry, not Amy. I meant Kim. I got them confused. Kim. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. We'll let that no, one slide. I, I, hopefully, Amy will be back soon with a new show because I've got some special news to tell you a little bit later on. Yeah, uh, we'll have to get her to do a pregnancy too. So absolutely, can- no one no one knows about this news. Uh, it's going to be dropped on your show, Dan. Very nice. I was going to say, um, we'll have to get Amy doing a Premax article so that my lie becomes a truth. So she did actually write one. She Wrap may do. One. Who knows? Wrap yeah. that one around your head. How's that for time traveling like statements? It's not true <laughs> now, but it will be soon. Fingers crossed. Talking about things that aren't true, virtual reality. Uh, I received a strange package in the mail the other week, a virtual reality headset. Oh, yeah. And- 
I didn't know where from or who or anything like that. <laughs> uh, it was just a mystery package in, in the mail. Now, this week, uh, or it was a Friday, yeah, li- literally last week, Friday, uh, I received another package in the mail, and it was a headset, uh, an a audio headset, mm. uh, and an invite to a virtual reality gig in Adelaide, which was on Sunday. Very nice. Uh, now, I'm not going to tell you who the band was or who sent me the, the, the VR headset or who sent me the, the audio headset, but uh, it was really shit. So... <laughs> So please do not do not try that at home, okay? Don't do a virtual reality fucking bizarro gig, whatever. Just keep working on your live stuff and wait until we're ready. And look, uh, I'm going to go out. I'm going to I'm going to go out here like politically uh, off my nut and, and say fuck sports, okay? If if we can't play music, well, why the hell are they playing sports? And uh, yeah. I'm pretty pissed off with that because uh, I'd like to kick a footy at Suki Lounge someday. Yeah, should, they should turn um, the Suki Lounge dance floor into a mini um, AFL. That's right. Just put up some goalposts. Or even better, yeah. a mini golf course. Imagine oh, playing mini yeah. golf at the bar at Suki Lounge, and then there's now, a big, and then there's like a big slide. One of the one of the uh, holes will be a. You got to hit it down the stairs to the jungle bar. No ten pin bowling. You got to bowl the bowl, the bowl down the stairs, <laughs> bounce it off the wall, it goes down the other way. Uh, and, and hopefully knock a few over while someone's trying to do a pee. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. the real fun is trying to miss the people that are coming up the stairs from after going to the toilet. That's the real <laughs> challenge. Hey, can, hey, buddy, can you pick up those pegs for me? <laughs> oh, sorry, pins. Pins, not pegs. I meant pricks. I mean, what? <laughs> it's like you're just in there urinal having a shit. And then next minute, this bowling ball just comes rolling, like ripping through the plaster. Just out of nowhere, just over your head, and like, what the fuck was that? Where you'd been standing up, you would have been lights out, you know? <laughs> well, Suki Lounge used to be a pool hall, so why not get a couple of tables in there and, uh, and, and just have bands on that instead? See, Steve, I'm, we're giving sp- you all pool- the ideas. We're giving him pool- all the ideas. Pool and, and, and snooker, all, that, that's a sport. How come you can't do that? Well, you said pool, pool at a bar is a bit pedestrian. Same with, same with the darts. Never going never to mind a bit of either in a bar. But mini golf in a bar or bowling in a bar sounds amazing. I know, what, just one alley. That's all you'd need. Hmm. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I want to talk about talk about us. Isla Moon's brand new single, which uh, is just recently Let's come talk out. about us, baby. Let's talk about you and me. It is her second single, her sophomore single. And I thought it was really good. It was such a great poppy, poppy really slick pop track, one of the few that came out this week. We had a huge slew of uh, indie music that uh, we were going through this week, but um, a couple of eight pop bangers, and that was definitely one of them. Uh, go and check out all the artists, too, that um, that are played on this episode and go and support them, too, especially if they're in lockdown at the moment because it's the best way to do it. You know, give them a like on their page, buying their merch if you can, you know, downloading their, their music, really support them, especially when they can't play live. Um after that, though, very briefly, I wanted to mention Jamison, who sent in that song himself, More Space, which I think was really awesome. And uh, he's been pretty busy as well. But I lo- love the acoustic guitar lick throughout that one. It was really cool. I've just Yeah, just- uh, yeah I loaded 29 tracks <laughs> earlier this week in one hit. I'm not kidding. Uh, it, was like, it was like a gym session. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you, you're lucky you didn't get tennis elbow after that. That workout on the on the wrists. 
well, I've actually got a bit of a headache now <laughs> doing this because it was this afternoon, to be honest. And uh, yeah, well, more rum, rum Steve. The, the rum selfing. Um, Jamison um, would normally be playing in pubs in Sydney according to his bio uh, but unfortunately I don't think that's happening at the moment no uh, Jamison is whiskey not a rum (laughs) unfortunately (laughs) oh no I should I should whip out the bottle of Jamison I've got sitting in the pantry for later but uh, never mind Uh, I need more space in this episode to get through a bit more Uh, we are coming up with with another track Soon, The Wayward Sons, which was one of your picks. But I do want to briefly mention who I had the pleasure of interviewing this week. Edgar Hurley, brilliant Brisbane artist. He uh, really caught my attention a little while back with his previous single, Sometimes. Uh, I'm just trying to bring it, bring when we played that one. Yeah, it was Sometimes, way back in April, episode 42, which it was just, it really really grabbed my attention, um, just this totally unique sound. And what I really loved is we got into a bit of a chat about how he put the EP together. So you're going to hear that interview really soon. Um, And before that, we're going to hear one of his album tracks, Hurrah. But right now, we're going to hear The Wayward Sons, Gareth. Now, this was you, – you pointed, you pointed me in this direction. Uh, yeah, nah is the song. What did you like about this one? Because I knew this was right up your alley as soon as I heard it. Uh, yeah, nah. Yeah. Yeah, that's nah, good. Yeah. <laughs> it's got such a fucking relaxed vibe to it. Well, it you really- know, I, 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 love a bit of, I love a bit of hip-hop and, uh, you know, this, this banged me right in the, right is- in the face because – it was pretty much the only hip hop track we got out of the whole twenty nine, yeah. which I want more. Please send more hip hop. It, it, it uh, gave Aussie me. Rap. It made rem- it sort of reminded me a bit of a Sun Salute. I know it's been a while since I've heard, since I've played them, but it kind of reminded me of that similar style. Um, these guys are actually very lucky to be doing a little bit of a tour. They're actually halfway through it at the moment. They played it in Gold Coast and the Sunshine Coast this last weekend. And they're going to be throughout August playing uh, in Brisbane and then doing a bit of a country New South Wales tour. So, fingers crossed, if things don't get too out of hand, they'll be playing in places like Coffs Harbour and Stortal and Yamba and a few other places as well. So, um, go and check out their uh, tour dates via their socials. And pray for the guards. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, hopefully the hopefully the uh, hopefully the rap and R and B gods are, are smiling down at us because uh, yeah, no, nah, I want to see these guys play. Sometime in the future, don't you reckon? No, no, yeah, 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 yeah. no, yeah. Do, do you reckon we should play the song, Gareth? Yeah, no, nah. yeah, no, no, okay, yeah. Where, where are we? Uh, no, nah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is the Wayward Sons with uh, yeah, nah, and after that, it is Edgar Hurley with Hurrah. Gareth, where are we? What was the show? Bar, bar, bar talk right here on Lockdown. AMR. Lockdown, lockdown, <laughs> fucking crapola. Lockdown talk. Re- remote shit fucking shit. Vendetta's fixed over a blind vote Ayo, hey, peace to all those standing up Giving a fuck to beat Laugh 
force rhythm watch us wave We the sea, aren't your melody? We are destiny The heart is stronger than we know We love the enemy, them nothing go There's no friction of flow But unless you better know Hey soul, that's on, we alive Gold cracking through the knot, we are pushed by Ego sits in our truth but still remains alive The world suffers by desire Plug and channel over wide We are amplified, that's what we'll suffer multiplies Yo, we're free will applies Love and hope is mine Check it out, but away with sums We take you higher Love representing, love, love representing Love representing, love, 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 This is Edgar Hurley, and you're listening to AMR. Should I sing the song that we're actually going to be recording, maybe? Yeah. Okay, great. I should I'll do that then.
keep on waiting And nothing ain't For all, for all my time has come At last I'm finally safe Let them take me to their arms Everyone, welcome back. That was mm, that was a bit of um, a bit of deliciousness, bit of deliciousness on a stick. Let's call it the uh, musical version of a good quality mix kebab. Uh, that was indeed a uh, beautiful song called "Hurrah" with an exclamation mark by Edgar Hurley. Now, Edgar Hurley is a man that we have played before on this show. Back when his uh, previous single "Sometimes" came out, we did play it, and I was very impressed. Not only by the music, by the man's moustache. I'm so so excited to have him in this for this week's episode. Edgar, welcome to the show. Hello. How you going? Hello. Yeah, I'm good. I'm roasting, roasting outside in the sunshine, yes. having a coffee. Speaking of kebabs, down. yeah, bit of sun dried um, Edgar for your afternoon. Yeah, yeah I'm pruning it. Um, <laughs> so you know, it'll be nothing but a raisin. Although you told me that before the interview that uh, it's quite humid, so you're not so much roasting as more as a sous videing. It's like yeah, it's like a, it's a good mix. It's a, there's like a, a dry, hot wind happening, and it it is a bit sticky, but not really. It's more of a dry, hot wind. Yeah, know? he's a real smart kind of individual for then going ahead and having coffee. Mm-hmm. Delicious, delicious. Very well known for being a hot drink. So how do you uh, yeah. how do you handle that, Mister? <laughs> well, I, I actually I take it cold. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so it was um it was actually quite fitting. Uh Oh, he's smarter than he's um, smarter than he in than he than he appears yeah. to be, folks. Okay. It's, I always have a plan, <laughs> and that was it. 
So you, you're an iced coffee guy. Yeah, I'm an iced coffee guy. Um, all year round, winter, summer, fall, spring. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I was in America in 2015, I uh, was caught in those crazy blizzards and I was still drinking iced coffee. I feel like um, there's this weird paradox where I will get ice cream cravings only if it's cold. Yeah. Never in the heat. Yeah, no, I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't really like hot drinks unless it's like a real dirty, mm. chocolatey. Oh, yeah. Um, like hot chocolate kind of deal. Like a, or like, or like, like, a like one of those stupid like drinks you get from fucking Starbucks or some derivative where it's yeah, like, like, like a, a, like a, a pumpkin mocha frappa frappa oh, no, I, I don't fuck with that. I'm I'm just a I'm just a normal chocolate couple marshmallows <laughs> kind of kind of person i don't fuck with that chai latte just stuff just just uh just simple but elegant you know? yeah keep it, keep it simple i just want a dirty chocolate drink with marshmallows nothing fancy yeah bitter um, chocolate or sickly sweet because there's a difference because you get the uh, two i um i'm i'm into uh i don't know i don't want to hit the two <laughs> up against each other you know <laughs> I just, I, I just like a good hot chocolate. Are you saying there's some rivalry here that I never knew existed? Yeah. Bloody hell. I, so you learn something new every day, folks, and uh, I'm so glad. Actually, oh, what I want to learn is when you are drinking, how careful have you got to be with the mo? Uh, pretty careful. I have to. I always have a napkin to mop up my face. Yeah, which is good. Okay. You haven't ever thought about getting? I'm sure you've seen pictures of them. Back in the 1800s, they had a device that you'd stick it to your teacup and it would literally block the liquid from hitting your moustache. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And now I don't think they I don't think they make them anymore, but this is like we're talking 150 years ago, Victorian period England, when everyone had the big bushy moustaches. Yeah. Uh, See, I need I need one of those. I never I never cut it ever. The only time I've ever cut it is I was um making tongue with a gentleman and um, they said, your moustache is getting in the way. And I said, oh, is that, is that bothering you? And they actually said yes, which I admire their honesty, you know, that's fine. But then they made me cut it and I actually cut it, which was probably the most submissive I've ever been in my entire life. And I'll never do it again. But I cut it and then it just grew back bushier. So, and then I never saw him again. <laughs> So, yeah, no, it's, the moustache stays. It's the mo way or the highway, son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. You've, you've got uh, – I don't know. Um, look, I obviously don't go into gay bars, Jordan, but I do, should they – should gay bars have a shaving, clin- a shaving kiosk specifically for this particular uh, no. problem? Absolutely not. <laughs> I was going to say, as soon as I said it – that's the police siren coming to arrest you. Yeah. In the background. Yeah. This this conversation got too spicy. Yeah, I feel like I feel like anyone that's like, nah, you need to alter <laughs> yourself to enter. Probably should go somewhere else. So, um, yeah, okay, yeah. So you're more of a you're. you're more, I think that's a good philosophy to have, actually. You gotta, yeah. Especially because I feel like gay bars would be the place where they, you know, if people would understand that you just come as you are. I mean, sure. <laughs> I, 
really go out drinking and partying. So the the uh, the environment is unknown to myself. So, okay. okay. But probably. But just, I don't know. I've never walked into a place and been like, "Wow, there's a lot of lack of facial hair in here." <laughs> no. This is not my scene. <laughs> yeah, it's like being banned for neck tattoos. You know. <laughs> I, I look. I've never seen anyone pulled up on the RSL dress code of no thongs yet. So, um, I don't know what they are. They're so horrifying that they don't even exist to me in my brain. What thongs? Thongs. Well, yeah, flip flops. Ah, yeah. No, I thought you, I was worried you were going to think of the other one, and I was like, oh, okay, because they're oh, not no, going to. Because let's I face it, they're those, not going to know. So, what did you say? <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, flip. We call them flip flops in the UK, and you guys call them thongs. Yeah, um, pretty funny. No, because I, I was just saying, if it was the other thong, like the underwear thong, that the RSL would be against, they actually wouldn't be able to know whether you're that, wearing it. So um, that'd be an that'd be an impossible standard to, to an impossible rule to enforce. Impossible to force and easy to infiltrate. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would do that. Well. Talks of mustaches and uh, dress codes aside, Edgar, we're here to talk about your debut debut record, your debut album, which has just it. just come out as of this last Friday. The blame needs a place. It's a beautiful record, if I say so Thank myself. You. Very nicely done. It's um quite the intimate release. It doesn't, yeah. exactly, it doesn't go for the exactly the bombast. It really goes for that sort of that intimate intimacy. Which I'm guessing is a you know a function of the the instrumentation you've chosen. But do you want to describe to me your thoughts as to why you've chosen this particular production style for this record? Um, there wasn't really any um, direct thought that went into it. I guess. Mm. Um, I mean, I would play a song, and um, my producer and bandmate. Dimitri, who recorded the whole thing, um, would sit and listen, and um, we would track it, really. Um, the idea was to do a completely solo, just me, two mics, acoustic guitar yeah. record first. I wanted to, to do something like that, but then working with Dimitri kind of really expanded into something else, uh, mostly because um, he kind of helped me, um, I don't know, like a... Like a Emotional support dog, you could say. Um, so in the studio, some days it felt fun and some days it felt um, different to the song I had played. So we would um, build on that uh, and Dimitri would offer, you know, a bass line or something on the keyboard or mm. vice versa. And um, we would go from there and then the kind of feeling and production style around the song kind of came from what we were doing on the day. Um, yeah, as simple as and sad as that may sound, it really just started with mm. um, showing something to Dimitri and then uh, going from there. I had the songs and everything planned that I wanted to do and um, – you know, we did those, and sometimes Dimitri was like, I like that, and sometimes he was like, I don't like that, which was good. Um, and, 
yeah, we, yeah, that was really the production going into it. It was kind of, here's this, this is what I have. Let's see what we can do. And I guess the end result was the, was what you guys got. And, um, yeah, I, I like, I like it. I like how it turned out. It's, it's, um, I was worried. Yeah, I was going to say, because it was pretty much like the song style and how they've come out is pretty much just an extension of what you've been writing before that. Yeah. So the every every um, single song on the album started with me just sitting in the studio with two microphones and I would play the song. And I so I, I already had an idea of um, what songs needed um, to grow a body and what songs um, mm. didn't need a body but um, needed to be recorded still. Um, and I kind of just did that. Um, and that's how it started. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it just doesn't need to be something, you know, I think we're sick and tired of these, these crazy stories about how, oh, do this weird, crazy thing to record it. Sometimes it's good to just hear, and sometimes refreshing just to hear, it was just put together, how it came together. Yeah. Um, no real rhyme yeah. or reason. It's, it is what it is. Yeah. I, um, I personally don't really know anything that's happening um, in my brain or in my notepad until maybe six six months down the line or, you know, we've recorded something and someone was saying to me, oh, what is this about? And I, c- I can't really say what it's about um, with a storyline. I can use a feeling or a, um, yeah, or it's just something that just, yeah. um, you know, we just thought of and it just happened happens that mm. way mm. now um, yeah it's because yeah. I, I mean let's let's talk I'm, what i find absolutely fascinating is the fact that you just went and bought out this like cash converters keyboard yeah the drum loops like it's pretty yeah. and you've got this oh you didn't change the strings on your nylon string which for those of you not in the biz <laughs> is a cardinal sin um, but then again, yeah, rules, rules are made to be broken aren't they Edgar? yeah dimitri actually did say to me when we uh, I think it was maybe on the third or fourth day of recording. Um, he looked at my guitar and he was like, wow, you, your strings are rusted. And I was like, I know, doesn't it sound great? And <laughs> um, that's, yeah. And he was like, cool, so we'll just keep the strings for the the whole thing. I don't know. I'm. It's really bad. Um, I, can play, I can play a nice little song and... Write a nice little song, but if you ask me to sit there and draw you a scale, I, I would look at you like you just asked me to decipher the Da Vinci Code. Um, <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't do it. The numbers, Mason. Um, what do they yeah, mean? <laughs> I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Um, and that, I, I guess that's why it's, it's hard as well to explain how we did things in the yeah. studio because we just did it. And, um, what we liked stayed and what we didn't like didn't stay. And uh, we both did things that we liked and we both did things that mm. we didn't like. So there's just a mix of things that in there that, yeah. you know, there are some things in there Dimitri did and I was in the room with him, but I can tell you what he did, <laughs> um, which is kind of the, you know, the beauty of it. Um yeah. Um, we'll get. Sure. We'll definitely get back. I'm definitely keen to chat more about about Dimitri and, and your working relationship with him. But just on the guitar itself, so I'm assuming you the nylon string is your main instrument, is it? 
Yeah. Yeah. So do you, is there is there a particular reason why you haven't yet ventured into a steel string acoustic like most singer-songwriters? Um, I actually started on electric guitar. Mm. Um, and I, I had an electric guitar. I did also have a um, steel string acoustic. And when I started playing, I hated playing acoustic yeah. music. I uh, really didn't. Um, oh, it sounds awful to say it, but I didn't want to <laughs> pigeonhole myself into the Ed Sheeran mm. um, side of town. So, is that a very strong? Is that a very? Is there a very strong element of that in up there in Brisbane? Oh, um, <laughs> no comment. No, no, <laughs> um, no comment. Oh no! I thought I was going to get all the juicy bits of information today. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> Uh, we'll leave that as it is. Um, no comment. But I didn't want to pigeonhole myself into that box. And I don't know. I didn't like it. And I was listening to lots of like Patsy Klein and Angel Olsen and just mm. thinking that I could really emanate that with the electric guitar. And then, I don't know, I took some time out and, and uh, bought a little secondhand nylon acoustic guitar from an op shop. It was really cheap and... But it just sounded lovely, and I played it. And then um, I just started playing on that. I had a, I don't know, I had a, just a complete shift in what I was listening to and what I wanted to do. And um, I'd written a few very wordy songs, and people liked it, um, and I liked it. Uh, so I just did it. I just started playing more nylon classic stuff, and yeah, uh, and then that just stuck. I, I find that great because nylon strings are, and you say, oh, it was a cheap guitar I bought at the op shop. Nylon strings mm. in particular, like the tone can vary so widely and it sometimes doesn't have anything to do with price either. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, because you go on about before having old strings and uh, for those of you not familiar with nylon strings, you'll find that that the how old the strings are will affect the tone way more than say a steel string nylon uh, steel string acoustic guitar. It really does yeah. make a tonal difference, and I, I get what you mean when you're saying you wanted this rusty feel. There is that sort of mellow rustiness that you can get from old strings only. If you went and replaced it with new strings, you just it'd be way more crisper, and you'd lose that that muddiness almost with the strings. But then again, it doesn't necessarily have to be every single guitar plays like that. I remember. I was uh, somewhere and uh, somebody I met someone and then their guitar they came they had their guitar with them and I said do you mind if I have a little fiddle on it because it was sounding amazing when you were playing it sounded really crisp and then I look at it and I look and I see there's like the corrosions there on the strings and I said and I play it and it like it sounded like it was new you know that crisp feeling you sound when you put this new strings on and I said how long have you had these strings on because this sounds like they're new strings but they're rusted and I've had them on there for two years. Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't get this. <laughs> it's like a fine, this is a good like guitar. A fine wine. It's like a fine. Well, some guitars are literally like aging a wine. Some of them just get yeah better with age. And also, I sit at home and play at home with my shitty guitars and my shitty strings. And to me, that's how I feel. I sound the best. So I don't know why I would go into a setting and try and use all this high-tech, clean, crisp equipment to get a sound that I actually don't... You know what I mean? Like, I've mm. listened back to it and be like, yeah, this sounds clean, but also the it's not... It doesn't sound 
the same to me because it's not done the way that I would do it in my room. It sounds like then you were really aiming for that familiar familiarity with the yeah with the songs. If you're going for the, what you know and love, yeah. Well, no one cares about it as much as um I do. So <laughs> true. <laughs> and I, yeah, and I have to, I have to uh, play it and um sell it and have it have a whole box of albums in my apartment and sell it and tour it and live with it and listen back to it in 10 years. So I guess doing it the way that I want to do it helps uh, because, yeah, no one cares as much as I do. Mm. So I should really just do it my, the, my, the way that I like, like it. Um, and, and if you don't like my rusty strings, then <laughs> sorry about it. And uh, um, fuck all the critics. Fuck yeah, all the haters. Um, if you guys don't like my rusty strings, then maybe I'll re-record an album later on down the line with some steel ones and you can talk to me then. <laughs> talk to me then about how you feel. Yeah. And then but, they'll be swallowing their own words. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, look, people, yeah, like you say, people, some producers or musicians probably are listening to this and they're like, wow, he, that's the cardinal thing that you know you need to change your strings but i like it so i'm gonna do it it's like going to um university to learn art and you know like learning art history is very helpful but i'm talking about someone telling you how to draw a circle you know it's a bit silly speaking of art history that's uh, this wasn't going to be a question i was going to ask but now that you mention it so you obviously you've got a keen keen interest in how different forms of art have developed through time, I'm guessing. Can I, is that a good assumption? <laughs> Have I? <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. Art's like it's like everything, really. It ages, you know. Mm. It ages the time. You look back at some '90s and '80s movies, and you're like, "Wow, this is not aged very well." You know, take <laughs> my take for example. One of my favorite movies as a kid was Ace Ventura, and I watch it now, and the uh, punchline to the whole film is like ridiculing a trans. <laughs> woman in front of a group of male police officers and you know some things don't age well and some things age well and i i do i don't know i do i look at things like that with writing and you know i release the music i look back at that i released two years ago i look at it and i'm like wow those emotions have aged uh yeah i think that's something that does play on my mind i listen to lots of old music too and um i think that helps to what, reckon ground you in the present perhaps well yeah i think so i think it also just shows how different things were mm. and have aged i guess um is, is there a particular sort of period of art history that just absolutely fascinates you uh, maybe something that couldn't have been ever replicated in any other period the context is maybe just perfect for what what occurred was there maybe a particular point in time uh, where just this brilliant amount of Man of work that was coming out was amazing, you know? Oh, I don't know. I'm not really a, a visual art yeah. um, fanatic. I Well, I mean, not just art. I don't just mean art. I mean, like, any form of art, whether that be music, film, you know, visual art, as you say, or any anything else. Oh. I don't know. Video games, like TV shows. Like, is there something- I don't know. I like the old 70s, 80s slasher horror movies before- oh, yeah. 
the ones that kind of built the skeleton for Scream, because Scream obviously is a the first movie is a mm. perfect movie, and um, lead actress's name I forget it, but I don't. <laughs> I, think it's a, I think it's a crime that she didn't win an Oscar for that performance. What was it? Was because um, that genre was never really taken seriously back in the day. Well, I mean, it was. I mean, oh, obviously no. the the films itself like, didn't take them seriously, but as an art form, as a genre type, it was like. Um, it's well, just like, dumb teens get getting sexed up and getting killed. Yeah, but some of the some of the you know some of them are shot pretty well, and the, I don't know, <laughs> love a good chase scene. <laughs> um, yeah, I like those seventies grainy, yeah. so bad that they're good horror slasher movies. There is there is really something satisfying when you can nail the so bad it's good trope. Yeah, I mean, it can be very very satisfying. Yeah, I, yeah. I would like to make something one day that's so bad that people like it. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you think you have to be conscious though at doing that? Do you think part of the idea of nailing it is that you're not aware of what you're doing at the time? Whereas if you're trying to make something that's so bad it's good, it's going to come across as I know this sounds sounds can true, but so self aware that it can't be so bad it's good that it's just going to be bad because you know it it's bad. Happen. I think there would be no planning involved. I think it would just be you make it, it's bad. People think it's bad, but they keep coming back. Yeah, I don't think it would be planned. I think it would just happen. I think it would have a shitty a shitty year making art, yeah. but that <laughs> shitty art resonates with a few people. But any, so it does well. any sort of examples of that I can think of, that doesn't necessarily that doesn't seem to be the, the case because then I'll use a pretty famous example, the room, which is in that genre of People think it's so bad, it's good. That was meticulously planned and it was meticulously done. And it was just that the way that it's like, the, obviously, it was just so engrossed in the, the visionary, the vision of Tommy Wiseau that it's come out that way. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe there is no, maybe there is no formula. That's the, probably the point. <laughs> yeah. As with yeah. most types of art. Yeah, maybe they maybe they're like me. Maybe they just sit in a room and they it just happened. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I've never made bad art. I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on! the The album as of recording is only two, only two days old. We we can't really make that assumption yet, Edgar. You, I think you're talking yourself up a bit too much. <laughs> If you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? <laughs> oh wow, that's philosophical. Oh yeah, it's not mine. <laughs> Tell me about uh, your relationship and your um, your work. Well, how you work with Dimitri? You, I see he's your bass player as well as your producer, so he's really, really carrying the day here. Uh, but uh, how, yeah. what, what's how, what's your history with you guys as far as working together on music? Uh, we'd never worked together before. Um, he, I had met him a couple of times at some solo shows that I. I've been playing and he was, you know, circling in the friend friend group that I was in and mm. the same musician group that I was in. And uh, I was actually um, about to kick the can and um, I was actually rescued by John and Dimitri to record some of these songs. Um, and so he kind of was just a, yeah, um, unexpected gift that, just kept on giving really um we've always known we've always known each other so it was very easy to um work with dimitri i um i think it's important important for me to feel comfortable showing 
someone the work before um, the work begins. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it was good for me to. It was easier for me to share that work so, with Dimitri. So had um, you had all the songs ready to go? Yeah, when you yeah. when you started saying let's this is what we're going to do is we're going to make the album. Here's the songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I will. I walked in with with the. Uh, well, we recorded twenty five songs. There's thirteen that are left there. Um, I walked in with about three journals worth of poems and um, journal entries and stuff like that. And I had I had the ones that I wanted to do and that I liked. And then I showed Dimitri some other ones, and we recorded some other ones that he liked. And then it kind of went from there. But yeah, I, I went in with I went in with a lot of work and. Uh, we had to unbox a lot of stuff and some of it didn't work mm. and uh, some of it did. And uh, yeah, it was, um, it was, yeah. Working with Dimitri is just easy. Yeah. And he, uh, he understood what I was wanting to do, which made it more easy. Yeah. Uh, so was it a case it. of that you had the, cause you talk about bringing your poetry in, was there no actual music written for it? It was just the words. No, yeah. So, like, I had uh, there were some that I had, you know, written and played at home with guitar and just words. But there were, um, yeah, there were a, a lot of a lot of them which were just words. A lot of the songs on the final record were ones that I went in with guitar and vocals. Um, there was some stuff that we did that you know I didn't really have an a solid idea for I just had the words and um, a rhythm and a melody I guess and an idea uh, and that that's when you know the work came in with handing it over to Dimitri and mm. um, bouncing ideas off of each other and seeing if it was a viable thing yet seeing if it had to sit in my notebook for another six months before we re-look at it you know um, it, it's just lots of backwards and forwards and I guess uh, having someone that understands what you want to do and um, the ways that you can get it mm, um, mm. while also offering up ideas themselves as well, um, which were sometimes great, sometimes not, um, is really good. Uh, and I think I think it helped a lot, which is great. I've never worked with someone like that yeah. before, so it was really good. good Still, and, way to do it. And, and, to, and I've got to mention too, there's some absolutely – Beautiful backing vocals as well throughout some of the songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was going to say, um, tell us a bit about that because I believe that was all done by Al Spears. Yeah, the uh, two songs were um, Al, who is um, a really good friend of mine. Um, they play in um, an electronic pop kind of band called Bliss Take, but then they also um, just write amazing folk music and they have a just incredible voice and they were actually one of the first musicians that I met when I moved mm. to Brisbane so um we just became really good friends and I am very very lucky in the regard of like one of my best friends is also one of my favorite singer songwriters um which is very rare it's awfully convenient um, <laughs> oh yeah and yeah, they're just amazing. So they sang on Sometimes and um, At Last. And then uh, another really good friend of mine, um, Salida, uh, they sang on uh, I Know Places, 
which is a licky lake cover. Mm. Um, yeah, they're just this beautiful woman from Fiji and she has this amazing husky voice and I wrote the songs and Salida actually came into the studio and we tracked um, I Know Places together, but then I um, tracked the songs for Al and um, sent them sent them to her because um, they're in um, Melbourne and then they, they recorded what they needed to record down there and sent up the stems and then we mixed it into the song. I kind of, I just sent it to them and, you know, I trust their artistic, capabilities more than i trust my own so i kind of just sent them the song and um when here is what i have have fun and then we got what we got and mm. it's yeah it's amazing um they're just yeah they're really really great and like if you know every time like there's no one else really that i would ask to sing on a song for me it's just it's again Awfully convenient that you have all these talented musicians just ready to call on. And oh, do you I'm do you cheap favors? Um, I'm very very lucky. I definitely <laughs> acknowledge my privilege. Um, to and I also um, I'm very lucky and thankful that they like what I do too and want to be involved in that. So yeah, I'm very very lucky. Um, I miss them greatly. Yeah, um, I, I was guess if they're much, all sep- all separated, different interstate. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're all split up, but I hope to reunite with them soon. It's actually a good point because I see you're supposed to be touring with them later in the year, all being well. Yes, we are. We're yep. saying all being well because we don't have where we're going to be in two months. Yeah, well, that's it. We have a t- uh, a tour planned: uh, Brisbane, Sydney, uh, Melbourne, and then um, uh, see you later. Last Edgar Hurley. Blame Needs a Place show for this album mm. when we come back. Uh, but, yeah, we it's all booked in. The tickets are available online and everything. Uh, but, yeah, we just don't really know what's happening with the old corona at the moment. Sydney could be locked down until mid-September and our show's in September in Sydney. So it's all up in the air at the moment. We don't really know what's happening, but we could we could potentially be in a city near you. If we're allowed outside, hopefully, so, yeah, yeah, it'll it'll happen. We just don't know when. <laughs> yeah, so fingers fingers crossed for that. Um, I was smart when I booked all the flights and everything, and I booked insurance. So hopefully, I'll get some kind of refund. I feel <laughs> like yeah, it's, just, it's it's almost not worth flying at the moment. You're almost better driving. Yeah, I booked I booked flights because on my last tour I drove, and as fun as it was, it was absolutely exhausting. So mm. it was kind of. Um, I was lucky enough to get a grant for the tour, yeah. Um, to help with some funding, so I I really was like, I think it's going to be most healthy for me to fly and get from A to B how I wanna. That's fair. So um, we'll just see. We'll see what happens. It's all up in the air at the moment. No one really knows. Yeah, true. Maybe you know we can't tour. Then we'll. I'm uh, so bad with technology. I say that they would do a streaming show online, but I don't mm. even know <laughs> where to begin with that. <laughs> so we need um, another favor to find some yeah, friends in the I right places. Yeah. yeah, some film film bugs. But who knows at this point? Hopefully, we can come and play for you guys. But um, yeah, I'm trying my best. I was gonna ask. Um, 
real briefly about the fact that you- I, I see you've been playing music for some years now yourself, but you mm-hmm. only decided to take on the moniker of Edgar yeah. Hurley like last yeah. year. So, uh-huh. what was the, the idea behind doing that? What, what, what made you think that you had to, had to cover uh, up your true identity? <laughs> I was going under Milo Pie and people yeah. just kept yeah. spelling it wrong on posters and pronouncing it wrong and I had initially also spelt it wrong and uh, it just got annoying and um, I was in a really weird uh, relationship at the time and I'd kind of lost the musical side of me uh, and yeah I just gave that up mm. um, I well, gave the, it the up the music for a while yeah um, like I would still write at home and stuff but I wasn't really doing anything with it and I don't know I just I just changed it and I like the name Edgar and Michael Hurley is one of my favorite musicians so mm, I just stole mm. his last name <laughs> as, as you like, do yeah I just like the sound of it and it sounded people were saying to me that I don't know you need more more of a mature name and I just did it um I didn't really think about it I just did it and then I went from there and people don't spell it wrong on posters anymore which is awesome so I guess I made the right decision. It is a very important factor that I don't think people realize how easy it is for everyone else to get your name correctly. Um, yeah. And also people that I didn't, um, like it shows that I didn't know, people would say Milo instead of Milo, even though there was only one L. <laughs> yeah. And so people would come up to me and be like, hey, Milo. And I'd be like, that's not my, that's not my name. And also, I don't, I don't like how that name sounds, so gross. And so, I um, changed it. And now, people, yeah, people can't pronounce Edgar wrong, so. Yeah, you've got to road test those stage names. It's very important. Oh, it's very important. I always feel bad if I get someone's band name wrong and I'm talking to them. It's, it's mortifying. Yeah, it's a very common occurrence. that much to other people, but for me, it's, yeah, it's horrifying. So I opted out with um well with, with tube when you mentioned that you did take a break for a while. What was it like coming back then to start you know performing and you know getting um, ready to record awesome. and that sort of thing after a break? It was good. I came back with a lot of help and support from Dimitri and John, uh, John Russell, who owns um, Four Thousand Records, who I'm yeah signed with. Um, cheers, he- cheers, John. Good man, John. So, I just thought I'd give him a shout-out, yeah. saying as you mentioned him. Yeah. Hey, John. You're awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. He – I – yeah. I was ready to give up the can, and then he really was like, nah, like, push on. Um, and we'd always wanted to work together, but I'd always been busy, or I always had other commitments happening, and uh, we just – it was serendipity. It just kind of happened, and he – Asked if I wanted to join 4000 and, you know, um, mm. offered, offered his talents and help with distribution and getting it printed and getting it heard. And, um, you know, I released a, a book through them too. and um, Like, like po- a poetry or something like that? Yeah, yeah it was like a, um, my first like poetry book. Mm. Okay. Um, and it just gave me that. 
easy feeling. Yeah, I don't know. It was just um, it was easy to get back into it mm. because I had people around me that were pushing me to do it. It sounds really bad, but I um, uh, I you know um, I can't think of the word. And <laughs> so good. Just praise, yeah. um, praise, praise really gave me a drive to do mm. it, and I as as. Uh, I don't really care if that sounds um, self-conceited because <laughs> it is. But no, it's I just, important. Yeah, I needed someone to tell me that you were doing good and you were good and people like like it and I can help. And so, yeah, that made it a lot easier for me. Um, you, you need that. You need that help. You need that uh, that kick, just, that push because it is it is important because you're not going to know what people think of it until they verbalize that to you. Yeah, it's just nice uh, to here mm. like um i was working and someone a complete stranger came up to me and they asked if um i made music and i was like yeah i do and they um said they're like it's your is it do you go by edgar hurley and i said yes mm. and they you know it was very brief because i was at work but they were like oh love your work blah 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 and i was flying high for the rest of the day yeah like i did not need to go home and smoke any weed to get my feel <laughs> i I was feeling good. And it's awesome. Like, people feel really upset mm. to admit that they like that kind of shit. But I love it. And I needed that to um, get me back into the swing of doing it. And that's what John and that gave me. They gave me praise and yeah, said that I should keep going. And so I, so I just thought, fuck it. <laughs> I'll give it another couple of years and see what happens. The world could end at any moment anyway with the current mm. social slash climate that we're all living mm. through and experiencing so i thought no i don't want to stop doing this and go to uni for the next four years to just be drafted for the next world war so uh i just thought fuck it i'll keep going i, I love this uh pessimistic optimistic dichotomy going on here it's, mm. it's phenomenal you know we want to study for four years and be like damn i could have like made some more music and shit and then get drafted at least i had fun you don't want to do something horrible and then get drafted for war. That would suck. With um, apart from the obviously the fingers crossed, hopefully tour coming up in August and September. What what are the rest of your plans for the year, music wise? Um, I have another video coming out. Mm. Um, which we're currently filming. It's a bit hard at the moment with everything. Um, I am working on something. I don't want to like officially confirm anything yet, but. Me and Dimitri are going to be doing something in the uh, future after some feedback from the record. Um, and it's something I've always wanted to do as well. So there will be more music coming probably after the tour, but not long, not yeah. too long after. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's... Uh, it's been a, been a busy, so many- busy bee by the sounds of it. Yeah, busy bee. And I have lots of ideas on how I want to present some stuff so i just need to think it over a little bit more and then um the, it, and then it will snap in my brain and i'll get it done in like two days uh which is usually how it goes i'll i'll fret i'll yeah. fret on it for a very long time and then i'll wake up and i'll snap and do it in two days and then it's two months worth of worry over so there's there's yeah there's definitely things um, so it's 90 percent the workload is 90 percent mental 
<laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. It's 90% mental, um, 10% doing, and you do that 10% very quickly, or I do. Um, it is very much a case of like you've got that classic procrastinator's mindset. You just, you'll, you'll get that when you do get around to doing something, it'll be the most productive session you've ever had. And then you'll spend the next 90% of the time, as we're saying, just worrying about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty classic. I always have to leave. I have to leave the house to get things done. Yeah. Um, Is that why you're, you're doing the interview outside? Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's literally why. Um, I was like, oh, if I stick at home, I'm just going to dust around. And mm. also, um, I went to the other side of town to get my coffee and do this so that I could walk back. And then in my brain, yeah. Like in my plan, in my brain, it's like, well, that's your 35 minutes of walking a day to get home. You know, two birds, one stone. True. Um, True. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to play in a sec one of the other tracks off the record, What's mm-hmm. Not Mine. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, hey, could you tell us a bit about this one? Because you, you said this is one of your, your picks for this, for this record. What, what do you like about this one in particular? Um. What I like most about this one is how we resurrected it. Um, mm. I had initially, before starting with Dimitri, I had been teaching myself how to produce music at home and, and stuff and uh, had produced like a whole, like self-produced a whole record. And then we had a, a week of really freak weather and my, my studio got destroyed. Oh, shit. Um, and I lost everything. Um, which was de- devastating because a lot of work went into it. And um, I had emailed a friend some bounces of the uh, like tracks, some bounce tracks of what I was working on just to show them and be like, what do you think? And uh, I actually managed to find that email and that song was in there. And so I took it to Dimitri and we only had the audio file. And so we put the audio file into Pro Tools of what I had done at home already. And uh, we built around it and made it into what it is. Um, so, is it still using some of that old track? Yeah. Uh huh. Right. So there's a whole there's a whole song in there. Yeah. In the background that wasn't recorded <laughs> at all with Dimitri. It was recorded by myself. And yeah. then we doubled up those tracks in the background and then built more drums and guitar and and stuff around those original tracks and just tried to level it to make it sound the way that it does. Uh, and a lot of work went into doing that, um, especially on Dimitri's side. Uh, and it's a song that I've just had for a while. And I remember someone said to me, that song's going to do well for you. Um, and again, as self-conceited as it sounds, that's always really stuck yeah. with me. And so I really liked that song. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it just, it's turned into what it is. And I, I like the, uh, I just like what we did with it. I do um, really like how it's had its own Lazarus moment. You yeah, thought it was dead. But yeah, no, it's there. <laughs> yeah, it's there. It came. It uh, it came back to me. So uh, I guess I should give something back to it by um sharing it now. Well, Edgar, I want to say thank you so much for coming on today and uh, chatting in depth about your record. It's um wonderful to hear. Hear it's, a bit uh, more about it. It's a pleasure to um be able to do this with you. I hope it's Thank you. I hope you enjoy the rest of your coffee as well and uh have a wonderful rest of your afternoon. But Thank you. 
of course, make sure you check out the record, guys. The Blame Needs a Place. It's out now. It's wherever you stream your music. Make sure you go to his website, which is, what is it, Edgar? Um, I, uh, I'm still making a website. Oh, okay. I haven't got an official website. I guess you can jump over to Facebook, SoundCloud, Instagram. I use Instagram a lot. Um, go and buy, go and buy a ticket to his show. Yep. If it, if it's Tickets still online. on. Yeah. Go and, go and check him out when he comes around to see you. Uh, right now though, we're going to play, what song is it called again, Edgar? Uh, what's not mine. Uh, brilliant. And who are you? Uh, my name's Edgar Hurley. Thank you so much, Edgar. We'll see you whenever. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully soon. I paint long. This is Sage and you're listening to AMR.
doesn't matter where you stay or where I go I'm getting dependent and I'm an agent One more night and I'll let you go I'm addicted and I know it I'm addicted, yes I know it No, hang on. <laughs> so we just came off, just mentioned the deer, um, come, we're coming back off deer Sunday. Uh, three, two, one. Welcome back to Bar Talk with uh, GM and Dan, big, big D strain. Yeah. Uh, over there, over there, west of Springvale Road. Which, the, um, you, mu- you must west, be lonely. West must is be, best, bro. You must be lonely over there. Not really. Yeah. We had our okay. Come on, I I can joke and say yes, but no, we actually had our new house mate move in this week, uh, and he's he's a good man. Is he COVID safe? He's very COVID safe. Um, I could lick his palms, and I bet you they'd be they'd be squeaky clean. Oh no, don't do that. No, I actually actually saw the advice from the uh, from the national health uh, department. Oh yes, that said that said what you should 
and shouldn't do during a pandemic <laughs> while you're having sex. Yes. Oh, you, yes. So it's funny. You do not want to. You don't want to read it. I can't. No, you remember. do. You should. You should read it. But, uh. Well, it depends how busy your lockdown's getting, if you know what I mean. Um, but <laughs> no, the BBC did something similar, and the reason why I know this is because. Uh, some the, a podcast I have a very good dealing with that we only do one take podcast with Turch and Kieran actually did a whole segment about this when the when the um, article came out and uh, apparently they were saying you got to wear masks while you're doing it and they and they said oh you got to wear gloves as well it's like hmm I, I just you don't know how practical it is but sure sure whatever you say that's not going to work no what what songs did we just come off Gareth uh, Dear Sunday Lonely. <laughs> And, uh, which is me, which is me really because I I was expecting you to come into the studio tonight, uh, but it's just me and my and my fan heater, uh, and, and I'm lonely. Keep, oh, Gareth, uh, I'm literally lonely. I'm here in spirit, and you know what? It's not going to sound like we're in different rooms either. Once I edit it, you know, because I'm, I'm the only, I'm the only one that's here in spirit. I'm, I'm drinking the rum. You're drinking water. <laughs> Well, I'm drinking orange juice, actually. But, um, yeah, before I just want to quickly mention, um, before that, of course, you heard What's Not Mine, one of the other album tracks of Edgar Hurley's brilliant debut, which is called The Blame Needs a Place. Uh, I want to thank Edgar for coming on, and I also want to thank John for 3,000 records, as we mentioned before in the interview for- uh, 4,000. You're, you're a 1,000 short, right? Am I 1,000 short? Yes. Um, yeah. you gotta, yeah. you gotta, you got you to count, count the cash <laughs> properly, man, all right? Ah uh, well, no, look, I'm no, always go broke. Back. I'm always go back. Be- <laughs> go back to your dealer and ask him for the rest. See, all right. I'm, I'm surprised, Gath. You're usually the one that's a thousand short. You're usually the one that's always asking me for money. So uh, <laughs> that's a nice change, I think. Very refreshing. Am I? Do I? I don't know. <laughs> I'm doing this for comic effect, Gath. Don't laugh at me. Actually, well, I'm, th- I'm throwing coins at you right now. At your, at your, <laughs> doik, doik, uh, doik. F- big fifty, big fifty centers. I would tap my microphone. They're hitting the, ta- they're hitting the target. <laughs> I would tap my microphone, but I don't want to wreck it. Um, speaking of speaking of you know getting a bit sloshed, well, actually no, I was going to talk about the alcohol review, but that's later. What I was going to say is, speaking of making people laugh, I got a little joke, little joke of the week, Gareth. W e a k. Yeah, you ready for the joke of the week? Yep. Now it's time for Jimmy's joke of the week. Joke of the week. Taking a piss. Uh, oh, that's not- <laughs> sorry. You know they got the uh, IDs mucked up, Gareth. I love that. Um, I always do. Just muddles into one gooey sort of messy memory. Uh, joke of the week. It's been a while since I've done joke of the week because unfortunately I haven't had anyone to- or I haven't thought up of any good new jokes. And then last week I was doing it by myself. So I, I as I said, if those of you remember from last week, I can't just say the joke to a thin air. As much as my adoring audience loves listening to me, I uh, came up with a brilliant joke. In fact, in the car the other the other weekend, pre lockdown, <laughs> have a listen to you giving yourself praise. Oh, I you're gonna love this. Brilliant, I came up with a brilliant joke. You better okay. Come you, on. you ready? You ready? You actually, I mean, you're talking to the like the most unfunniest dude in the whole team here. I feel like your jokes in the moment though work. Well, they do, but I'm not paying them. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I, Gareth, um, you're going to like this, right? What do you call having sex while camping? Uh, look, um, I, I'm pretty sure I know this. Intense. No, no, no. It's called Russell Coitus. What the hell? That's. 
Joke of the lame. What do you call sex while camping? Russell Quarters. Okay. Well, I think I mucked that one up, actually. No. Oh, shit. No, I mucked it up. It's supposed to be once. <laughs> Hang on. Let me start again. Gath, what, 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 what the <laughs> fuck? And the, the punt. So, the, the setup lines, I should have rethought this. I hadn't practiced. Gath, what do you call? We'll, we'll, we'll pretend I never said that. Gath, what do you call having sex while in the outback? I don't know, Dan. What do you call having sex in the outback? <laughs> Glad you asked. Russell Coitus. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you the only one laughing? Because <laughs> I thought it was perfect execution. And somebody's got to laugh. <laughs> I wish you'd run into a perfect execution and just, you know, Mike, Mick Taylor gets you in the outback. Well, I mean, after that embarrassing flounder, uh, I think a perfect execution would be uh, topping yourself. But No, no. Call me on blue. 13, 11, 14. But yes, no, in all seriousness, yes. Lifeline 13, 11, 14, absolutely. Can't handle my puns, Gareth, tonight, can you? <laughs> no, that's, that, that's like seriously. That's I don't even get it. I'd like, and this, that's why you. What, why, why do people try this stuff on me? It's um, like let's pain him because I feel let's, like because I feel like if you laugh, I've really hit the jackpot in terms of in terms of hitting the, getting the right joke. Uh, like Mick Moore takes his pants off every freaking Tuesday night on Heavy Reborn. Well, that's just that's just oh, that's just bottom of the barrel stuff. No, no, people try laugh. better. Well, they can't even see it and they laugh. Does, is this is this a he actually takes off his pants or is this a, a radio wink wink nudge nugs? Yeah, he's definitely got his pants off. He's not just saying. Uh, it. Well, you have to go into Heavy Reborn to find out. Good point. And uh, before we get on to that, actually, dear Sunday, I. You said it sounded like a band we've played before. This is the track we just played before, Lonely. I, you couldn't quite figure out who it was, though. <laughs> oh, shit. Now it's right on the tip of my tongue. Um, I want to give, give um, the PR that sent this one in, because they've sent in a couple of tracks for this week. Uh, one of our newer uh, PR associates, Verasso. And I just want to give them a shout out because they've been, um, they've been sending us some really good stuff lately. And, yeah, Dear Sunday's song is... Uh, a Verasso PR track, so thank you, thank you, Verasso team. Mm, uh, yeah, but- um, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm loving the tracks that they're actually sending through. Mm. Um, but yeah, great, great little, um, great little track there by Dear Sunday. Speak. That was of- actually my sele- my selection. It, it was, it was, and again, I uh-huh. listened to it and I thought, "Fuck, Gareth got got the goods tonight." Really bloody good progression in terms of the guitar work, and I know there was a little guitar solo in there as well. Very nice. A uh, bit of a Perth act. That was a Perth act. So I think that's our first WA artist for this week. Um, but speaking of Mick Moore, the uh, the bar, the well, I was about to muck up the name, the Heavy Reborn, the one, the only. How's that coming along lately, Gareth? Because uh, you're right up that alley, that alleyway that is the uh, heavy music scene. Well, that's where you've po- that's where you've poached me from at the moment. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Uh, that's pumping. Yeah, every Friday, catch it on uh, on the the web page. On the website? AustralianMusiciansRadio.com. Um, they're via the website. You can find all the episodes, mm. uh, including all the pantsless moments. Yeah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you interview anyone this week? You gotta, seriously, you've you got to tune in. Yeah, Warbirds. Nice. Nice. They've always, um, got, always got some brilliant, brilliant yeah. interviews going. Killers, smashers, stoinkers, bangers, ducks, nuts, the whole lot. Uh, including the, ne- the next band, which we're going to play. Yes. Uh, old Dot. Which, which you is, did play yeah. on the latest episode. But yeah, Devil's yep. Cut 
How good. And this one wasn't even your pick. This one was my pick because it was just so bloody good. The vocals in this track, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, right up there with the, some of the best stuff best stuff of um we've been hearing over the last year. Uh yeah, really good vocals. I'm just trying to see where these guys are what these guys are up to. I believe they have uh an a co-headlining tour coming up and I'm just trying to see if there's any dates. Uh yeah, old dot from Adelaide and they are literally one of the best alternative rock bands that I've heard in a long time. Uh, we interviewed them some time ago. I couldn't even remember when. I've lost mm. kind of like what even freaking year it is. Uh, but uh, I've been keeping a really close eye on these on these guys, and they are blowing us away every single time they release something. I see that they're going to be uh, touring with Rumours and Inertia next month. Uh, is hopefully. that a rumor? Is, is that is that for real? Well, that's what the press release says. Whether it's still happening, I'm, check out their socials. But according to the to the uh, press release, they should be doing a national tour next month. Yeah, big asterisk, fingers crossed. <laughs> Supposed dun, dun, to be down, down here. Look, I think we've got our shit together a bit more than Sydney. So hopefully by the time the Workers' Club gig comes around on the uh, August 28th and 29th at the Wrangler Studios, they should be able to play. Yeah, but here lies the problem, okay? Now, Sydney might be in lockdown and Victoria might be open, but the bands from New South Wales can't come into Victoria without without quarantining for two weeks. That's just impossible to do. Just fucking buy a boat and sail around the country. So, so you basically need uh. three to four weeks <laughs> ahead yeah. to actually know that what you're actually doing. It's, yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, look, if I mean, they're from Adelaide, so you're going to slip over the border, you know, get a removalist. Do the reverse card, you know? What's your What's your opinion on removalists, Gareth? Um, well, I don't have one, really. Like, I, have, I just I just hire a mini skip usually and refill when I just get to deep. somewhere else. I feel like you're always a very DIY man with a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's, it's just uh, between you and Steve, you've just everything you've got or you've owned is just either pieced together or broken, then reassembled or. Halfway to dying, I feel. I don't. I don't think I've ever taken my dishes from one house to another. No, you've just left them there and and stolen whatever, and just picked up whatever. Yeah, you've just left place. Just leave them in the dishwasher. <laughs> in the dishwasher, so dirty. So the next person yeah, well, comes again. What the fuck is this? Look, what agent comes in and checks the dishwasher? <laughs> do you reckon that's? Do you reckon? Do you reckon that's where you can hide shit when you got to? I've, I've you've got to have an mat- inspection. I've hidden mattresses in the dishwasher. <laughs> what, like I hope you wouldn't be able to fit much more than a single in a dishwasher. Maybe you took the springs out. Are you talking oh, about one of them foam know, mattresses? I just, just a mattress, Dan. Come on. Just just roll with Am it. I'm thinking you? too hard about Don't this. Get- yes. <laughs> it's like, what, are you, what kind of cola are you drinking with your bourbon? Sorry, with your rum. Oh, that is, LAIce. LAIce. Does that have sugar? Does that have sugar, dude? Is that caffeine in that? Does it taste like caramel? Is it? Is it? Is is that like? Is that like got soda in it, man? Like Gareth, Gareth, Gareth. Um, I hope you like. What's your opinion on snakes, actually? Because uh, the band we're going to play after Alt Dot is King Brown. Oh God! A second Perth band for the night. I told first you, thing, what a great indie this week. What a great, really good indie. Uh, first thing I ever killed and ate was a King Brown. Well, it was an Eastern Brown. Was it any good? Did you cook it properly? <laughs> Tastes it? like chicken. 
Tastes like chicken. <laughs> well, everything you kill tastes like chicken. Isn't isn't with the snake you've got to cook it on the coals? Isn't that the way that you get like all the flavour? Yeah, cook it really hard. Yeah. yeah, hard and quick. Hard and quick. Yeah, ladies, I think we worked out. Yeah, Garrett, sorry, hard, uh, hard and fast. <laughs> hard and fast. Kind of like our lockdown here in Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got to get in and get out fast. Give him, give him the old Dan Beardrews, the uh, the old hard and fast. Yeah, well, hey, look, at least we're allowed to get out of our vans to make deliveries here in Victoria. No, have you seen that? <laughs> did you see the? Did you see the post somebody put up on Facebook this week? They said the only way I think to stop the uh, removalists coming into Victoria is to move the Montague Street Bridge to the border with at Albury. So every single yes. removal truck gets caught under. For those of you who don't know, anybody who's not from Melbourne, the Montague Street Bridge is a really low bridge that honestly gets hit by uh, trucks all the time, despite the warning signs. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a Melbourne thing. Uh, you wouldn't get it <laughs> unless you're in the top. Unless you're in the top deck, that is. Uh, yeah, there's a reason why we don't have double decker buses down here. Um, <laughs> King Brown have just released uh, Out in the Desert and uh, Moto, it isn't a single, it's just one of, it's just the uh, opening, the brilliant high energy opening track off the EP. And I thought it sounds pretty good. Again, just really good groove going on. Is it Moto or is it uh, Moto with with one T? Moto. It's it's Moto with one T. It is, it is. I think we should um, maybe stop arguing about the pronunciation of said song title and perhaps play them, should we, Gareth? Well, I'm not here to um, squash spiders. <laughs> and I'm not here to fuck snakes. Uh, we've got coming up now, Alt Dot with Devil's Cut and after that, King Brown with Moto. Right here on. You know what it is. Just tell them, Dan. Making <sighs> me do all the work. Snake. For God's hey. sake. Let's bar talk. Thank you. Thank you. Too much heart, the sentimental respite was full of love, the numb to pride. When I'm so myself, I can't forgive you again. You bring my heart and then you ask for the 
AustralianMusiciansRadio.com
baby. Moto, 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 moto. That was Moto by King Brown, which apparently may possibly stand for motocross. Uh, that one totally yeah, that, flew over my head. <laughs> that, that may too. Like, well, I was going to say flew over it? my head, but that's the wrong form of transportation. That uh, drove itself way over my head, I think. Is that is that a more appropriate uh, term? As soon as that uh, song started playing, I was like, you know, I could feel myself going over those whoopee doos. <laughs> the like, big sand dunes. Yeah. 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 But yeah, King Brown with Moto and before that, Old Dot with Devil's Cut. Ooh, some devilish tracks. Though, Gareth, wouldn't you say? Smashing. I'll tell you what, we were talking about snakes before. Oh, uh, yes. Go and, go and check out uh, Far Q Radio, and uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're like wrestling snakes up there, like seriously. What, like they're, pythons? Well, yeah, and, and and like, you know, all the dangerous shit. They're just got like, Cause it, they're, they're, they're surrounded by dangerous it, shit. That's all, you, that's all you get from from the boys. Well, I mean, it's, a python, it, it can strangle you, but at least it can't bite you. It's like more yeah, like just, playful, playful danger hugging, let's say. You just point at a python and go, fuck you. And it goes away. Have you got the code? You got the code. Grumpy and Skeet. <clears throat> Love those guys. They do some awesome work up there with their, with the with the fuck you radio and their videos and whatever else they've got going on, I guess. I'm, <laughs> I'm completely bamboozled, actually. It's, you should hear the music. It's phenomenal. It is, and they do play a lot of really good far north Queensland music. That's which, pretty much where all of it's coming from. Which is good because we need more local shows. <laughs> if you want to do, if you're some, from somewhere that's outside of a metropolitan area and when you, you want to showcase some of your area's talent and area's music, please let us know. Send us an email. Send us a line. Tell us what you want to do with your life apart from, you know, getting fat, snacking on the couch and listening to us all day. Although, keep listening to us. We, we need the numbers. Uh, but yeah. yeah, email us, amrairplayatmail.com. If you're an artist that is putting out their own music, email us, amrairplayatmail.com. If you are a publicist that have not spoken to us before and you represent independent artists, send us a line, amrairplayatmail.com. Fucking just email us for shits and gigs and then watch Garrett get really angry when he has to clean up the inbox every day. amrairplayatmail.com. It does my head in. <laughs> amrairplayatmail.com. Uh, Gareth, you have an alcohol review for us this week, so I hear. Oh, is, that, is it time now? It is very much time. Why didn't you tell me that? Because I didn't bring it. <laughs> do, you, do you want to go and bring it, and then we'll do it, yeah? I didn't bring it to the table, man. Now it's time for the alcohol review. Taking the piss out of the piss. So you've all heard of rum. Oh, he's back, folks. Hey, I've heard of rum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I've got one here for you. Uh oh. And it's a limited edition. <laughs> uh oh. I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> probably, probably, probably because there's not much left. Uh, that's the only reason why I can find. There's a limited well, supply. Well, it's a limited clearly. edition. Uh, it's a spiced gold. Um, Who's it by? Uh, look, I don't know because I can't read. Well, it must be good. In this good. darkness. Like, you, you know it's good rum when you can't read the label after a few. <laughs> you know what shits me about labels, right? They, Here we go. They make, them, they make them so small. When you're pissed, you've got no chance of reading it. <laughs> like, like, what is going on here? And, and this is a real thing. I cannot fucking read it for the life of me. So um, are you all about, the, about it being? I can, see the, I can see the number 19. That's all I can see. <laughs> 
So you're all about that, those large, like the, the granny labels, as I call them, where everything's well, like, you know, the setting you can have on your computer where you just up the font size so large that it's just ridiculously big. So that, that should you, just come with it. Just come with a free magnifying glass, really. <laughs> a free magnifying, a free monocle with every bottle. Well, it's probably flammable too, so you can use a sun to set it on fire. It's a it's a fire bugs paradise, folks. That's what that's what it should be called, fire bugs paradise. Actually, that's a anyway, good, that's a good name for a band. If anybody needs a band name, you can take it. I reckon someone should just call their band Captain Dreamboat and just get pissed on stage, um, because this is really nice. And a reminder, you know what? I, well, as soon as I dug into this, and because I don't drink rum very often, in fact, I don't drink spirits very often at all. I don't drink a lot of alcohol. Bullshit. Yeah, until, unless unless I'm waiting for Dan because I plan on only having three before we start, but because I have to wait for so long, ends up being six. I run out of alcohol and I'm like, Steve, you got anything to drink? <laughs> oh, I got a bottle of rum. Here's a couple of <laughs> here, here's here's a bottle of Captain Dreamboat, right? So here I am stuck with that, right? And sending him up to get a bottle of LA Ice. So here we are, and um and I've, I've tried it, and and the first thing it reminded me of was Christmas as a child. For some reason, not because my mum fed me rum at Christmas time or anything, but because it was a mix of all the flavours that I that I remember at Christmas time. It was really weird, like the chocolates and the roast turkey and the and and the, the ham and and the cranberry sauce or whatever it was. The peas that my grandma used to make, you know, where she oh, put yeah. fucking you know half a pound of sugar in um, <laughs> just to make us eat them. But that, you know, that, it tasted like that. In fact, it tasted like you know, it tastes like it tastes like the peas that I used to have. At my grandma's. There is a lot to unpack there. there there's, a, there's a lot to, to think about. Sugar with your peas? Yeah. Haven't you heard of that? No. Oh, my I God. You've got to try it. A- am I missing out? Yeah, you miss, you're missing out. Yeah, sugar with your peas. And that, that sweetens the peas. Like so, and uh, yeah, haven't, you heard of the, haven't you heard of the term sweet pea? Oh, well, I have. Uh, yeah. Now, oh, hello, now sweet I'm, pea. <laughs> so it's a granny. It's a granny dish. Do you do you only know? Do you only discover the delights of a sweet pea when you suddenly hit seventy and have only got grey hair and reading glasses, and you've only got grandchildren? Is it like some form of real life, you know, a milestone you have to make before you're allowed to make sweet peas? Because I've never ever been served sweet peas before, as far as I know, and well, it doesn't sound like it would work. You've probably had sweet peas before, but a sweet pea is different to a sweet pea. Yeah? Sh- I'm just talking about normal sure. peas. Normal peas, then. Like, since when the fuck did this turn into a cooking show? All what? I said was I put sugar on my peas. Now I've got to explain. <laughs> now I've got to explain why. Again. <laughs> All I did was put sugar on my peas, and now I've got 10 cavities. But, <laughs> so, okay, I'm going to have to try just, just purely for the curiosity and uh i'm gonna berate you when i eventually ring you up and say what the fuck is this uh but normally i just cook my peas with a bunch of garlic and onion but uh sure i'm up for new new challenges but so so out of out of five sweet peas how does it taste rating wise well uh the the rum yes yes or the the peas (laughs) both Um, i guess Uh, the the rum surprisingly is uh, is a four out of five, but it'd probably taste like a two if I hadn't have had my Aldi bourbons beforehand. Do you reckon that it pairs well with the LA ice? Do you reckon that makes or breaks it? It it makes it because uh, like basically it's just uh, it tastes like shit anyway. So it doesn't matter. Fair enough. So that's a very that's that that is a very descriptive 
review, Gareth, and I'm very, very pleased. You'll have to save me some for next time when lockdown ends when I come down because uh, I'll have to give it my uh, my the big D seal your of Dan approval. Yeah, appro- Dan of approval. The D variant seal of approval uh, because I had – I was funny because when I did come over to the studio last and we had a bit of a Friday frothy session the other week, I was drinking rum as well. So I'm going to take credit for inspiring your your choice of booze. Well, so, you didn't really ins- you didn't really inspire. It was a gift to Steve, and I just commandeered it. Okay, I was wondering how Steve got hold of a whole bottle of rum. I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen him be in the position. Was he just? Was he, he just w- not a rum drinker? I think he just washed down the driveway for the neighbour. That was it. <laughs> well, I guess he's going to be doing a lot more of that now. That's if that's the reward <laughs> you get. <laughs> I think I think the bottle of rum is more of a subtle word to say, go the fuck away, Steve, get drunk, fall over so you can't do it again. <laughs> it's a bit dark. You wouldn't want to wish that on your enemies. It's a bit much. I'll just hose them down. <laughs> with Captain Dreamboat Rum. Hose them down with rum. That's the spirit. <laughs> hose them down with rum. Diddly diddly dum. Yo yo ho and a bottle of that was all right. Um yeah, I'm I'm being very sensible tonight, Gareth. I'm not drinking. I am drinking orange juice, which is as you as you so heard me gulp down in the previous segment. It won't yeah, come yeah, out yeah, of the I, final I, recording. <laughs> that I can assure you folks. Oh, I've yes, oh, no. oh yeah. But I've been um, I've been disapproved and disowned by the station manager. Uh God forbid what happens to me. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You'll get a demotion. I'll take your stripes off, Dan. What stripes? You haven't given me any stripes. I haven't got my general's outfit yet. <laughs> I'll just sew them on first. <laughs> and then just rip them off just, just to make a point. <laughs> just sew them on and rip them off. <laughs> Gareth, you got to tell me. You, you Right before lockdown, I think it was the night before lockdown, you went to uh, the Sookie Lounge and did a, a recent um, AMR podcast special I saw with Suze. Twas the night before lockdown, and all through Belgrave, <laughs> we went to see a band, because we're music slaves. <laughs> I can't think of Not other bad. words other than- uh, Taylor Sheridan. We did speak to people. We spoke to Taylor Sheridan. Yeah. And we weren't well, very- <laughs> Yeah, anyway. Fuck was, that. It, was it as cohesive no, no. as the, uh, the previous interview? Go, no go, and listen to, go and listen to the podcast. Where, where can we listen to the AMR podcast specials, Gareth? On AMR podcast specials, Dan. <laughs> what website's that? <laughs> AustralianMusiciansRadio.com. Uh, almost like he did the ID himself. Yes, AustralianMusiciansRadio.com. <laughs> he's, making me, he's making me talk because he knows that I've had X amount of rums and he's pushing me to the limit. You see- you make him. You you make you mention it more, Gareth. More people pay attention to it. <sighs> but no, I um, want to thank AMR Suki. Well, want to thank a- AMR Suki Lounge. We've literally <laughs> taken over their name. No, I want to thank AMR um, Suki Lounge and uh, Music Factory Direct for being awesome AMR business and community partners, uh, helping us out and just being great local businesses too. Uh, please get down to both businesses when you can, or if you're. If you're stuck into state, go and order some music equipment online from Drum Power Music Factory. That's musicfactory.com, I believe, Gareth. Is, have I got that one right? Yeah, that's it. Brilliant. Um, uh, musicfactorydirect.com. Now, Gareth's trucked off 
God knows where on that side of the line. Uh, he's probably disappeared on me for good. But I digress while he, uh, while I'm waiting for him to come back. I'm going to quickly mention to make sure you go and check out AMR Australia's and Bar Talks socials on uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. That's AMR underscore Australia on Twitter and Instagram. AMR Australia on Facebook. And for Bar Talk, uh, you can find us on, Bar- on Facebook and YouTube. And to make sure you are subscribing and reviewing us and giving us a like and a love on whatever podcast platform you're listening and make sure you go and, of course, always check out our episodes at uh, acast.shows, sorry, shows.acast.com forward slash bar talk. I nearly mucked that up. Or australianmusiciansradio.com forward slash bar hyphen talk. Or, of course, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Gareth, I think, is back on the other end of the line. Are you there, Gareth? Well, I have to be, don't I? I've got no yes. choice. Hey, um, we're going to talk. Hey. We're going to briefly mention. We're going to quickly chat, actually, about the last two tracks we're going to finish off on couple of really, really good tracks to finish on. I do like it when we get some cool, nice chilled stuff to, to finish the evening on. Well, um, you know what sucks? I, uh, at the time of recording, I haven't even had a chance to check out any of the media well, of these bands because I literally spent the whole afternoon learning 29 <laughs> tracks and then Dan goes, oh, here's a heap of tracks you're going to play. And out of the 29 tracks, right? Well, how, many, how many tracks do you have to choose tonight, Dan? Eight. You chose three. You chose the three. The only three tracks out of the entire twenty nine. Plus, there was more uh, that I just. I I must. I've obviously because I'm not a fucking Superman. uh, I I missed three, and the three the three tracks that I missed were on Dan's list. I'm not kidding. You do my my head in, son. I'm not (laughs) kidding. We're getting so much music coming at the moment. It's not funny, but it's not. It is. It's great because we just get to really pick and choose. The best of the best. Um, if you're a, if you're a, if you're an artist, please send in your music, which is which will be a good segue in a sec. But I want to quickly talk about this next artist, Monet's Pond. Monet's Pond is a brand new artist, and they've just released their debut single, and we're going to play that in a sec. Floating on air. Now, uh, Gareth, I don't floating, know. Floating, floating, floating in air, isn't it? Uh, floating. In, thank you, Gareth. I've got my dile- my dyslex, my undiagnosed dyslexia is coming back again strong. Uh, floating in air, and uh, they should be, as of release of this episode, should be playing tonight in Brisbane at O'Sculligan's. Uh, go and get some tickets if you are in the area. Um, I'm having a bit of an O'Sculligan right now. I've rum. Sounds more like a, a Scotch a O'Sculligan or a, an Irish whiskey of some kind. Um, Holy ho, O'Sculligan. Or, or an old sea shanty name, who knows? A sailor's, a captain, a, a captain of a ship. Perhaps it could be a ship's name, an O'Sculligan. Don't you reckon? Would you name your Would you name your your Earth circumferencing yacht the O'Sculligan? Captain Dreamboat Sculligan. I think that's a yes, folks. But um, I just want to uh, quickly mention that this song in particular gave me a lot of um, Imagine Jade vibes, Gareth. A bit more, but you know, uh, like if Imagine Jade was a tad more psychedelic. Hey, Triple J. No, Jade Imagine. Oh, Jade we don't, Imagine. We don't oh. mention we don't mention that other station here, Gareth. That's yeah. That's that's. Oh, you're like oh, it's the end of the episode. Or I've nearly. clearly had I've, I've clearly had too much to drink, Dan. Hurry the hurry up, you 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 guys oh, don't realise how this boat's going to sink. <laughs> how rare it is to hear him say that on air. You, oh, he's obviously drunk a lot of rum, but um, really cool stuff, mate. I'm only, I'm only, I'm only joking now. I'm not. 
I can never tell. Um, if, but yeah, if you're in Brisbane tonight uh, and you're doing nothing, go and check out the single launch. Um, keen to hear more from Monet in the coming months, I guess. And uh, <laughs> the, only, the only thing people can do in Brisbane is stay in Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know what's better, getting-, getting <laughs> Stay there, stay there, Brisbane. Everything's fine. <laughs> Despite us being locked down, it's still better than having to stay in Brisbane. <laughs> I it's, probably, I, it's probably where Captain Dreamboat came from. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure Edgar is really scowling at us now at this end of this episode, being a Brisbaneite himself. Um, I got him very confused because I thought he was from Sydney and I thought he was- uh, in as much pain as us thinking he'd be in lockdown. And he goes, no, I'm at a cafe. We'll do the interview here. And I was like, fuck you. I want to go to a cafe. But I can't. But I digress. Uh, we're going to finish off on uh, a great track, which was Self Sent, Gareth, another artist sending in their music. I know. I'm, again, I'm just blown away by the amount of music com- that's coming over the last couple of weeks. And uh, the, the, the independent artists that have sent their own music in uh, I, I literally played the 29 tracks mm. that came through over the last couple of weeks. In, in like, I loaded them and I played them as as the listener would hear them, and that is on the live stream. And I could not drop a single song. It was like just one after the other made my jaw drop, and that included the I don't know. I think we had seven or eight tracks that were sent in by uh, by independent artists without yeah. without PRs, just sending them in themselves. So. Um, congrats, guys! Like friggin' awesome stuff. So and top um, moves to yeah. top moves to Matthew too. He uh, particularly liked, according to his email, our review or my review, the one I wrote, Gareth, of Tina Rez's song "Love Dilemma." So yep. thank you, Matthew. I really appreciate the feedback. Uh, just inflate my ego even more. But no, um, Matthew, thank you for sending in it as well. It's an awesome track and uh, a great bit of production going on there too. Apparently, they did over 200 separate audio tracks while he was in lockdown to put the song together, Gareth. So, talk about putting the effort in. Well, I'll tell you what we've been doing. We've been putting effort in to bring out a whole new show, Dan. And I told you that I was, I was going to have the scoop for you earlier on in the show. You, well, guess what? Here I, it is. Well, Are you I ready did, for this? I, Are, you ready? Are you ready for this? I'm preparing okay. all orifices right Are you, now. Are you ready? Have you done your research, okay? Are you ready for this? Because it's a multiple choice question here. Uh-oh. Are you ready for this? A, <laughs> yes, I am. B, no, I'm not. C, hurry the fuck up, Gareth, and tell me what the answer is. Or D, I have no idea what the question was. <laughs> no, that's big. That's that's big D. I'm I'm already intrigued. What what have you got for me? We've got a quiz show. What? Yeah, we've got a quiz show coming up. No way. Question. No mark. way. Imagine that. Now it's going to be a qu- uh, quiz and uh, well, a little bit of a few fun and games anyway. So a bit of variety, but uh, mostly quiz and quiz stylish. Radio games, I, uh, with with special guests each week. So uh, unfortunately, you won't be able to play at home because it will be a podcast. But uh, you'll be able to tune in and actually, if you're listening for the first time, you won't know the answers. <laughs> if you're listening for the second time, you'll be able to stitch up your friends. Oh, for anyone that yeah, you know, we're, we're going to have our own our own little you know um, countdown thing going on. Gareth, have we got the theme song yet? Can we just nick, um, can we just nick the <laughs> countdown theme? Specifically for it, no, and, and just no. hopefully the BBC doesn't mind. They're not watching or listening. No, no, let's let it. No, letters and numbers. <laughs> we call it here in Australia. Yeah, no, that yeah. Oh, it, it, it has nothing on the original guys. Just saying, don't, don't even bother. 
Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we'll be working on that over the next week or so, and hopefully we'll have a, uh, a first episode within, like, literally within two weeks. That's exciting. From that is exciting. When this goes out. Special guests each week, so uh, look out for them. We'll, hope we'll be having uh, some of the musical guests from around Victoria or Australia or Melbourne, wherever, plus some call-ins from around the country, uh, plus our crew, of course, who will pro- probably be acting as drunk captains. Yeah, oh, yeah, I think it's definitely a show you'd want to get the rum out for. Yeah, it might be a Friday or Saturday night thing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know yet. Okay? I'm excited. I'll be, I'll be, dis- I'll be dis- In fact, when this goes there, we've already discussed it. I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, make sure you um, do check out our other shows that are already out too. Um, Heavy Reborn, of course. Uh, Far Q. Uh, of course, the Talk Hack Show and the Mint Factory when they've got episodes coming out or their old episodes. They've been out for a few weeks now. Um, and, of course, the new quiz show, whenever that comes out, with I'm guessing it hasn't got a title yet. We're yes, we do. Up. We do. Are you, are, you, are you ready for it? Uh, I'm, yes. Are you ready for it, Dan? I'm, I'm are ready, you Gareth. really, really ready for it? I, I don't know, Gareth. Can, can you tell me how ready I am? Dan, dan, dan. Welcome to AMR Quiz Whiz. Ooh, Quiz Whiz. Nice, um, nice... I'll have to bring Oh, my- no, hang on. I, fuck, I fucked that up. So <laughs> <laughs> good. I fucked up my joke. Gareth, you fucked up yeah, your yeah. announcement. So I'll do that again. Okay, you ready? Welcome to AMR Quiz Fizz. <laughs> so is is the idea, because if, if you're going to go with this name, I'm going to have to bring in the sherbet and eat it at the desk. It is actually Quiz Fizz, yes. Like Whiz Fizz, like Quiz Whiz, but it's Quiz Fizz. Quiz Fizz. Because we're going to fizz the fuck out. I mean, we're not going to we're not going to be wizards. We're going to be fizzers, right? And, and let's, hype, let's be honest. <laughs> and to hype each other up, we're going to be snorting sherbet yeah. before we take, do takes. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be racking lines of, of, of whatever, like, you know. Um, it's uh, key. Like, it's key roulette, Gareth. There's uh seven lines of whiz fizz and one line of coke, and that you they don't tell you which one's a line of coke. We we don't we don't do that. No, we don't do that. But uh, we do drink rum. And uh, and and we'll be eating whiz fizz and but, not whiz yeah. fizz, quiz fizz, and ask questions on. on the AMR <laughs> quiz fizz. <laughs> yeah, so Dan, you're yeah. going to be our first guest yeah. because oh, you God. brought me into this again, again. <laughs> you're my first guest. You go, I'm going to get and, in nice and early so you can ban me earlier off the show. After you have to, br- you have to bring one other guest. Right? Oh God, oh Lordy Lord. No, I don't think he's going to come. You've put the <laughs> no. He's not even. He's not even going to help you with questions. I no? can tell you right now. He's no. He's not even going to give away okay. any answers at all. Okay. You okay. can pray as much as you like. So it's not happening. <laughs> I thought we were a religion-free zone at AMR. We are. That's why we're telling him. Fuck off! Don't <laughs> like. Hey, hey, God, God, get your finger out of that. All right? No, no. Don't you fucking go there. No. Do we make an exception for the Pastafarians? He is not your child, Lord. He's just here. He's just here looking for juniper. He's just here looking for juniper berries. <laughs> for the gin. Don't forget the gin. And the Captain Dreamboat. Uh, Gareth, thank you for coming on. Oh, no, thank you for dragging me out of bed. <laughs> it's got to happen. It's got to happen. Um, well, hopefully we'll, we'll see each other soon after this bloody lockdown number five. Oh, um, really? Oh, you better have had a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't say that too many times. I'm worried Selena will get too close to me with the snippers. Selena oh, being my God. darling girlfriend who glares at me evilly with the scissors in one hand and the, the razor in the other. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Jaws them playing in the background. No, uh, Gareth, um, 
thanks so much as always. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Hopefully, we'll see you around soon on obviously the other AMR shows. Of course, not not to mention, of course, the new quiz show that's going to be coming on, which sounds really exciting. That uh, is, it's going to be fun because you're going to be our first guest. Nerve wracking. Um, you know what isn't nerve wracking though? What are the two songs we're going to finish on? What are we about to play? Oh yeah, um, a nice pond floating in air, followed by Matthew Gilbert, Promised Land. See you next week, folks. New episode I've of Bar been, Talk. <laughs> I've been pissed. <laughs>
Hello Sexy, you are listening to Bar Talk on AMR. Oh, oh, oh. 
australianmusiciansradio.com <laughs>